Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Caroline. And I'm Kristen. And today we're going to talk about little girls wearing makeup. And don't get, don't get angry yet. I wanted to talk about it because I remember wearing bright pink peel-off nail polish as a child and thinking it was so super fantastic. And I was like, wouldn't it be fun if we engaged our listeners in a, in a little trip down memory lane to talk about you know makeup we wore in the 80s? But that's not what the internet thinks. No, little did we know that we were digging into a parent blogosphere firestorm over the appropriate age for girls to wear makeup. Yeah. Uh, and there is a lot of contention out there about this. I mean, like you, like when I was, when I was a kid, I had, I have two older sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and a mom that also like doesn't leave the house without lipstick on. Love you, mom. <laughs> uh, so there was, you know, there, there was lots of makeup in the house. I also had the sticker, uh, nail, press on nail mm-hmm. decor, uh, nail art, I guess, which would be in vogue today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I really didn't, I didn't think much of it. Yeah, I would have times when I would go into the makeup closet. There was literally like a makeup cabinet and I would come out looking like a clown. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what it, we were children. We were playing. I was just telling Kristen that when I was growing up, my godmother gave me like this humongous tray, like radical colors of, of eyeshadow, just like ginormous. It was as big as like Rhode Island. I had this huma- this amazing supply of eyeshadow at my disposal and I would just play with it. I wasn't attracted to the dark colors, but I really liked the blues and the purples. I oh was, yeah. I was fantastic. I remember I remember the the blues. Now, I think where the debate starts is when the child leaves the home. It seems yeah. like it's no big deal for the most part. If a kid wants to, you know, put some kooky eyeshadow on mm-hmm. and run around. But if the child wants to leave the home like that, well, get ready to 
be scrutinized. Yeah, and God forbid you blog about it. Uh, <laughs> earlier this spring, Lindsay Cross, who's a mom, wrote a blog post on mommyish.com about her four-year-old daughter's interest in makeup, and she described it as a bonding routine, you know, because her daughter watches her put makeup on before she leaves the house and naturally is curious about it and wants to participate also, wants to explore. Now, this blog post attracted so much attention and really so much outrage that Good Morning America did an interview with her to to talk about this. And the way that she she writes the post isn't like, yeah, I buy my four-year-old daughter makeup and you know what? She's a lot prettier <laughs> with some blush on. That's all I'm saying. No, she actually uh, says, here's, here's an excerpt from it. She says, for my little girl, makeup feels like something we do to show that an, an event is important to us. It's an extra step that lets us spend a little frivolous time with brushes and powders. Sometimes I don't even put any actual makeup on. I just run the brushes over her skin. It doesn't change the fun for her. But then when the daughter is being interviewed on Good Morning America, uh, she says that she likes putting on makeup, quote, because it makes me pretty. Uh-oh. The debate continues. Yeah, there is a major backlash. Everybody's saying that the daughter is too young, that she's falling prey to society's notions of beauty. And uh, an adolescent psychiatrist even chimed in. Henry Paul uh, said that four is definitely too young. Quote, the use of makeup in some ways can be addictive. And what these children would be addicted to is the pursuit of perfection, the superficial, the skin deep. I'm only as good as I look attitude. Well, and then there's the whole big fear as well that has been echoed by um, some psychologists who are also have also been interviewed on this topic who are talking about uh, the sexualization of girls. Essentially, you, you let a girl at too young of an age put on some lipstick and leave the house and, quote, according to Dr. Robert Buttersworth, a clinical psychologist in Los Angeles who was interviewed for Parent Dish, he says, uh, if, in parentheses, she's putting on makeup, because everyone else is doing it or so guys will notice them, those are dangerous signals. However, if the girl has scratches, scars, or acne, it might be okay. Mm. So some mixed, some mixed signals, but, uh, but let's also talk about girls in makeup first from a marketing standpoint, because I, I think one of the big reasons that this is becoming such a, an intense debate is because the makeup and cosmetics and beauty products marketed to tweens, that would be 9 to 12 year olds, and pre-tweens. Oh God, you mean children? Yes, children. <laughs> In market, I'm using marketing speak. Pre-tweens, 6 <laughs> to 8 year olds. Uh, the, the beauty products are being, there are so much more beauty products being marketed to them, which I think is, is sort of undergirding all of this. Yeah, because Walmart has a line called Geo Girl that a lot of people are kind of up in arms about. And uh, Disney, you know, Disney has various lines. Uh, Johanna Mooney from Disney Consumer Products says that uh, a 10-year-old doesn't need anything to be beautiful, right? So that's good. She says they want to be playful and aspirational. Okay. Then she says they want a little fantasy and we want her to feel that she is feeling good. So, okay, well, that's okay. Well, you are okay. You want the little girl to feel good by putting on makeup. 
You know, when I was a pre-tween, Caroline, I just wanted to live my best life. And I feel, think I was feel still good. The sun. <laughs> you wanted to put on your eye cream at night, put your hair in curlers, feel really good about yourself. I'm pretty sure I was still in the sandbox. I, I would look at myself in the mirror and say, could I just indulge in some fantasy, please? <laughs> please, mother. Uh, Let me engage in fantasy. Yeah, you mentioned Walmart selling GeoGirl Target, uh, another big box retailer. You can go there, get Hello Kitty brand cosmetics. Also, CoverGirl that doesn't market directly to the youngers, nevertheless, has the ads featuring Taylor Swift, which has also been interpreted as a marketing move to woo those tweens and pre-tweens. I'm not going to stop <laughs> saying pre-tweens. Pu- 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 pre-tweens. Uh, one thing that is sort of uh, ridiculous about the Walmart GeoGirl line is that the names of the makeup all reference TextSpeak, which I, uh, by itself is infuriating. I think TextSpeak is ridiculous. And I, I'm like, I can't, re- I can't read your text message. What are you sending to me? So they have names like the T2G Cleanser, which means time to go. The TISC body mist. This is so cool. Uh, and the QT pie mineral blush, which I don't have to hopefully explain what that is. Um, but it's all, all these products from Walmart in the GeoGirl line are all natural, but include anti-aging ingredients. Riddle me that, Kristen Conger. Also, in my pre-tween years, staring <laughs> into the mirror, I had a deathly fear of crow's feet. Uh, yeah, a Walmart representative actually told the Wall Street Journal that this line was a response from consumers asking, quote, I really need to help and educate my child on how to take care of our skin. Um, and the whole question of whether or not girls are buying and wearing makeup at a younger age, the answer really is yes. Uh, Leslie Gibbs, who is a marketing director at Aspire Brands, Inc., which is the marketer of Bonnebel and Lip Smacker makeup lines. I don't know about you, Caroline. Oh, yeah. Lip Smackers. I knew a girl who was addicted to Dr. Pepper flavored <laughs> Lip Smackers. Hmm. Truth. Did uh, she get a lip gloss rehab? <laughs> no, I don't know how she weaned herself <laughs> off of it. But when we had a slumber party one night, she had to sleep on the outside of the bed so that to be within arm's reach of her Dr. Pepper lip smackers. Sounds like anxiety issues, but whatever. I don't know. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. But anyway, Leslie Gibbs says, girls start cosmetics usage really as young as six. That would be a pre-tween. Then at a certain age, and that's becoming younger and younger, she begins to want to enter real cosmetics as an enhancement, to which all of these companies are saying, yes, <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, instead of just ha- raiding your mom's makeup cabinet, you just you you now have your own line that you can spend money on. And the NPD group uh, in April 2010 did confirm their their marketing research group. They did confirm that regular use of certain cosmetics is rising sharply among tween girls. They didn't get into the pre-tween. They said that from 2007 to 2009, the percentage of girls 8 to 12 who regularly use mascara and eyeliner nearly doubled from 10 to 18 percent for mascara and 9 to 15 percent for eyeliner. Yeah, and also from the NPD group, um, the average age uh, that girls start using beauty products has gone down. And this was this is a pretty big jump. Uh, this is from Newsweek, a report by Jessica Bennett. According to NPD, in 2005, the average age for use, starting to use beauty products was 17, which seems awfully high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then reporting that in 2009, the average age is 13. Yeah. Uh, and also another marketing firm, Experion, this is also from 2009, found that 43% of pre-tweens, the Surrey Cruises out there, already were using a lipstick or gloss Regularly, and 38% were using hairstyling products, and 12% were using other cosmetics. These these kids sound far more sophisticated <laughs> than I was when I was carrying around my my fake purse uh, when I was feeling fancy mm-hmm. as a young one. I think it was just full of rocks. <laughs> And broken pencils. Yeah, I had a lot of monster trucks and match car. <laughs> Matchbox, whatever. The cars that are small. Mm-hmm. Um, Eva Chen, who's over at Teen Vogue, says that, you know, maybe this is because it's exciting for tween girls. They haven't been allowed to wear makeup. It's been taboo. We, may, we make it taboo. So they're very excited to get to do something that they see as only being sort of in the realm of the older women. But... Women of all other age groups, including teens, report using less makeup. What is that about? Well, it might have something to do with the economy. There has been a trend among uh, cosmetic sales, even though we uh, hear about things like the lipstick index, which Mm -hmm. uh, says that when the economy is down, the sales of things like lipsticks will go up because it's a small luxury that we can treat ourselves to. But overall, during the recession, cosmetic sales have been down except for yeah this tween group and now as of 2009 tweens are spending 40 million dollars per month on beauty products so of course it makes sense that we have lines like geo girl that are launching and cover girl possibly uh using 
uh, models that are more attractive to younger audiences because, hey, it's a new cash cow. Start them younger. Mm-hmm. And this was another thing that Jessica Bennett uh, points out in her Newsweek article was that it's, this is a really good thing for cosmetics companies that the girls are getting started, even with just a simple lip gloss earlier, because the habits and brand loyalties that start then tend to follow women through their mid-60s. Like, I know with my mom, there is one color Mm -hmm. and one brand of lipstick that she has bought ever since I have paid attention, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's so for years, lots (laughs) of years, she has bought this. Okay, so continuing on with the whole trend discussion, uh, this was in an AP story that said, overall, girls 13 to 17, so are they still tweens? Are they teens at that point? Yes, they, once you, once you pass 12 into 13. You're actually a teenager. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay, well, so overall, this story found that girls 13 to 17 still use more makeup than their younger sisters, the tweens and the pre-tweens. I hate myself. But the percentage of high schoolers using makeup now is less than it was a few years ago, while the percentage of elementary and middle school girls is higher. And they write in the story that by age 18, these girls are looking to keep their skin healthy and enhance their appearance with tried and true cosmetics, like Krista mentioned, the brand loyalty thing. Their whole experimental phase is largely over. But then that's the whole crux of this question over at what age is it okay for girls to start wearing makeup because a like even by asking the question we're saying yeah there comes a point when probably you're going to want to slap some stuff on your face to enhance your appearance and then when we're talking about what age it is it's um you know, like wondering whether or not there even needs to be this experimental phase, like whether or not we're just giving money to corporations, essentially, to buying into this beauty myth of having to look a certain way. And now that's starting so young. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like wh- what does this say about the female body image that it might be OK for for kids to start wearing Well, that whole argument is exactly why so many people are so angry about this topic, like why it's become just kind of a question of like, let the innocent little girl play with the eyeshadow in the bathroom. And now it's become like you're affecting her body image. Um, Stacey Malkin, who's the author of Not Just a Pretty Face, The Ugly Side of the Beauty Industry, says the parents are fighting a losing battle with the beauty industry and, and blames, you know, this relentless marketing pressure on young girls to look older. And the companies that are coming up with these makeup lines for young girls and these marketing campaigns are saying, we're not creating demand, we're answering demand. So there's that issue of like, okay, chicken or egg, you know, did they really want this so we created it? Or did they kind of just want to play with it innocently and we exploited a hole in the market? Yeah, I think that uh, you definitely cannot discount the power of... Um, advertising, I mean, I remember flipping through ads and, or magazines and ads and seeing, uh, the images of, of girls, obviously, like with makeup on. Um, but I think that, too, we can't shirk off the responsibility that we have as adults for the fact that a lot of times, I think this is also a product of younger girls emulating the activity they see from older women. I mean, mm-hmm. if I didn't have 
uh, three women on a daily basis modeling that kind of like makeup, normative makeup behavior in front of me. I don't know if it would have been as big of a deal for me to start wearing makeup um, at how old was I? I don't know, maybe like 14 mm-hmm. um, regularly wearing it. And I had a full like makeup regimen that I did in high school. It took a while. It, yeah, I had to get out really early before school, but mine was mainly my hair. Yeah, well, it was the hair and the makeup. It was the whole shebang. But it was yeah. also, you know, I mean, I had seen for years, like, my, my sisters would do the same thing. My mom takes, still, I love you, mom, takes forever because it's the whole yeah, you gotta hair and the makeup on. thing. And then also, um, you know, we're shaking our angry fist at, oh, it's, it's the beauty industry. But then again, think about this. Uh, there was a 2012 Harris poll that was conducted on behalf of the Renfrew Center Foundation, which is dedicated to eliminating eating disorders, and uh, looking into research on uh, body image. And the survey found that nearly half of all U.S. women have negative feelings, uh, being feeling unattractive, naked, or self-conscious about not wearing makeup. And about 25% of us, this is the adult population now, began wearing makeup at 13 years old or earlier. So even though the supply might be larger in terms of uh, more product lines specifically directed at these younger girls. Is it all that new that we are, that we're experimenting? Yeah, maybe we just have blogs now so people can express their anger more readily. It, that could be. And if I were a parent, I can understand the, maybe the unease of all of a sudden you have a young daughter and she's wearing makeup because it is, you know, it's, it's kind of a, a visual marker of, a maturation. Yeah, like, I don't remember who it was, but I think it was the Disney people. Yeah, they said that, you know, our line consists mainly of lip gloss and balms and nail polishes and body glitter and whatever. Um, but not eyeshadow because that's too old. Yeah. Don't, well, put, don't put your kid in eyeshadow. Well, and the thing is, too, a lot of times, uh, from what I've gathered, when you hear warnings about a girl looking too old, it, th- those are the fears about hypersexualization. Of yeah. saying, oh, well, if you leave the house like this, then, you know, you're going to attract unwanted attention, which then opens up a lot of other conversations about beauty and appearance and... Uh, the culture that we live in that puts the entire onus of a woman's bodily safety onto her shoulders. Um, but what about some advice from Amy Poehler? Yeah, let's hear it. Uh, I feel like Amy Poehler is a great person to go to because she is radical. And she also, for uh, folks who don't know this about Amy Poehler, who might only know her from uh, Parks and Rec and Baby Mama and SNL, uh, she also helps run this thing called Smart Girls at the Party. They have a website. It's really cool, and it promotes girls being smart and awesome. And she has a segment that she does called Ask Amy, where she answers questions. And a, a 14-year-old wrote in asking her about makeup, her thoughts on makeup, because her dad did not want her wearing makeup. But her friends were starting to wear makeup. And at 14, that's a tough age, because, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's... Not too uncommon for makeup to start being a thing. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. So a couple things she said was, I think every 14-year-old is pretty enough that you don't even need it. Because that is the thing a lot of times, like when we're, we wear makeup as older women to look younger. Um, but she recommended negotiating with a dad to wear just a little bit. She was like, parents freak out about their daughters wearing makeup because it's a visible sign that they're growing up. So she wasn't wholeheartedly like, don't wear makeup, you don't need it. But she acknowledged, hey, you know what, you're probably, I know that you're attractive enough, but I understand the peer pressure factor, and maybe the parents should give in a little bit. How about some mascara? Yeah. That doesn't seem, yeah. I mean, my mom let me start wearing concealer. Because I had a I had a breakout problem when I was in, yeah, experiencing puberty, enjoying all that puberty had to offer. So she was like, "Yeah, totally, go ahead, wear your concealer if it makes you feel better." Because I'm not sure. I'm thinking back on my like early teen years. I probably didn't do the greatest job applying it, but she was probably like, "Okay, if it's going to get you to stop fretting, then cover your face. That's fine. Go ahead." Just cover your face. Just cover your face with the sack. But another thing, another thing to kind of bring this full circle, my mother bought me the Tinkerbell cosmetic sets. Uh, Oh, I remember those. Yes. And okay, so I I had the peel off nail polish, the solid perfume, and I think I had the lipstick, but I can't remember. Lipstick is in quotes because I kind of remember it being more of like a chapstick type thing. So I would need someone to write in and tell me. For sure what that was. But I just remember like loving the look of my, my bright pink fingernails and immediately being like scratch, 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 scratch. Take it, it all off. Yeah, because it all peels off. Yeah, immediately. And it was like, okay, well, that's so cool. I feel like such a grown up. But now I'm going to go in the sandbox and it's all going to come off. Well, okay. So since uh, to wrap things up, since the question then uh, that we posed is what at what age is it okay mm-hmm. for a girl to start wearing makeup or a boy? We haven't even talked about boys wearing makeup. Let me just say... Um, so maybe another conversation. Uh, but what, what do you think? Cause it seemed like the, the standard answer that I found that people started to be okay with it 
was around 12, 13. Well, I think letting I- any age is okay to let them play with makeup and experiment with makeup at home. I'm not... As far as letting them leave the house in bright red lipstick, I mean, whatever. You're the parent. You know your kid. You know, I don't know, if they're going to be upset or have fun or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of a non-answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's that's, that's the whole thing about parenting. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to say... Yeah, you know, like, let them, you know, play around at home, and then they could maybe go out or not go out. I'll be cool with it. We don't know. So that's know. We don't have children. Parents, please answer this question for us, if you could. Uh, At what age is it okay for uh, girls to start wearing makeup? Did you kind of come to some kind of compromise in terms of uh, easing them into it? Was there a no makeup, no cosmetics rule? Um, and also for, for folks out there, when did you start wearing makeup? Did you just sneak it or, or what? Yeah. All right. So many questions. <laughs> Let us know your thoughts. Mom's stuff at discovery.com is where you can send your letters. And we actually have a couple of letters here in the meantime about buying cars. But wait, hang on, Kristen. Before we do listener mail, we do have a quick message for our listeners from our sponsor, Netflix, which helped bring them today's episode of Stuff Mom Never Told You. Today, you know, we talked about the controversy surrounding young girls wearing makeup and whether it's appropriate. It can be hard being a parent with all those decisions. Nobody warned you you would have to buy blush for your pre-tween. I still hate that word. So, if you want help seeing the comedy in these situations and get a little perspective, you should head over to Netflix.com to watch episodes of shows like Arrested Development, Malcolm in the Middle, and Parenthood, instantly streaming, that can help give a little bit of perspective to those harried parents out there. These shows are, of course, subject to availability on Netflix. So, when you go sign up at Netflix.com as a new member and a dedicated Stuff Mom Never Told You listener, you can get a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to Netflix.com slash mom and sign up. And be sure to use that URL so they know that Kristen and I sent you over there. And the 30-day free trial won't be around forever, so head over to Netflix.com slash mom ASAP to sign up today. So anyway... Back to our letters. I've got an email here from Emily, and she wanted to write in because she's worked at a car dealership for a year and a half now and had some tips to send us. She says, first off, I confess that I do tend to see a lot of sexism, but among my coworkers in management and with customers. However, it's not as bad as it used to be. Uh, And she recommends doing your research She said, not only can you research vehicle feature and pricing, you can also research dealers and salesmen. DealerRater.com is a great site for this purpose. You can search dealers nationwide and read reviews and ratings of sales and service departments and even individual salespeople. Kind of like RateMyProfessor.com for the car business. Uh, She also says, don't assume we're holding money back or that the salesperson is making a lot of money off of you. The guys in my internet department often make only $100 from a deal. There isn't as much holdback as you think, and that amount can vary from car to car and make to make. Also, don't fill out 
any credit card applications until you know what you want to buy from your dealership. Yes, this will hamper the dealership in question from being able to give you an exact idea of what your payments and interest rate would be. But every time you submit an application, it shows up on your credit report and can make your make your credit rating go down at least a point or two. Also, don't fill credit applications out online to random sites that promise you financing. There are always, in all caps, strings attached, and the majority of links you'll find when you search for vehicle financing are owned by the same company. Also, don't expect something for nothing. Some people are able to buy a car for nothing down. These people tend to have amazing credit, a trade that they owed less than what it was worth on, and they don't seem to mind paying interest on taxes. You heard me right. They pay interest on their taxes. Everyone has to pay taxes, titling, and licensing fees on a vehicle. These are required in every state. And finally, she says... Be nice. Not all of us are out to scam you or pressure you into buying. We are human beings with feelings and the occasional bad day, too. If you are no longer interested or want us to stop calling you, please tell us politely. Don't yell or curse at us. Don't hang up on us. Don't ignore our calls or our voicemails. It will take just a quick moment to let us know where your head is at and what you are wanting us to do. If you don't want lots of follow-up phone calls, tell our salesperson right up front. If we still call, don't get mad. The salesperson may not have told any of the people who make the phone calls. Just be polite and ask to be removed from the follow-up list. Okay, this is an email from Lori about car buying, and her story is is crazy. It's crazy pants. Okay. So she says, years ago, my coworkers and I received a large payout from our company. My husband was in need of a new work truck. He found what he wanted and needed me to go the day he was to purchase it so I could pay for it. When we got there, my husband and his salesman went to look at the truck, and I went inside to wait. As I was killing time, I walked over to look at a Corvette on the showroom floor. A young salesman walked up to me and said, You're a woman. You wouldn't have the money to buy a car like this. See, I said crazy pants. It's crazy town. He said this as my husband was walking in the door. My husband politely told his salesman that he thought we should go elsewhere. As we were walking out, my husband's salesman told the young salesman, she probably has enough money to buy three of those cars. We went to another dealership and bought my husband a truck where they didn't make assumptions on what you can afford to buy based on whether you are male or female. So thank you, Lori. I'm sorry you had to go through that. That's ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Uh, and if you have ridiculous stories to send our way, momstuff at discovery.com is where you can send them, or you can head over and share them on our Facebook page. Like us while you're at it, and follow us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast. Oh, and you can also find us on Tumblr at stuffmomnevertoldyou.tumblr.com. And if you would like to learn about makeup, I've got one place to go where you can find lots of information. It's our website, howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 